So welcome back to The Expert Edge. Uh, today, we're talking about how do you create a new identity? What I've found in life is that the journey of success is about learning to integrate new levels of identities in your life. And if you know how to do this, your life can change so much easier, so much uh, more frictionless, and you can create the success that you wanted. Because building an expert business is really an evolution of who you are, especially as a personal brand. So I take you through the, the six steps to creating a new identity. You are listening to the Expert Edge Podcast. This is the place where experts come to command the stage, position themselves as authorities, and scale their business up. Get ready to access your next level of potential with your host, Colin Boy. So let's talk about how we create beliefs. And I want to take you through what I call the six steps to creating and stepping into a new belief, a new identity, even more than that. And so I, I think today's conversation is going to be huge because I know for me, my journey of running my expert business for the last 13 years has really just been an evolution of beliefs, has been an evolution of identities. I know for me, when I first started coaching, uh, calling myself a life coach was really odd. And what I mean by that is, you know, I started saying to people, oh, I'm a life coach. And people are like, what? you're like, a what? And I remember my friends would literally say to me, oh, so, so what do you do? Like you help people breathe? Like, they're like, what on earth do you do, right? And I know for me, I was like, well, I, I ask great questions and all that sort of stuff. But I, but through that that journey, I really had to step into that identity of being a life coach. And now, then, I, then when I started my business, the identity of being a speaker, then the identity of being a leader, then the identity of being market leader. And so I want to share with you uh, today how you create your beliefs and also how to recreate your or should I say how you create your identity and how you recreate your identity. So let's ask this first question, give some context. What is an identity and why is it so important? Your identity is in my kind of in my words, I've called it, it's the collective beliefs about yourself, your limits, your abilities, your potential, and the rules you have for how you live. And so a lot of this stuff is unconscious, but the way it shows up is, is whatever you've created in your life, that is a very good indicator of your belief system. So for example, what you allow in your life, maybe what you allow in your relationships, what you don't allow in your relationships, what you allow in, in your money and what you don't allow in your money, what you allow yourself to buy and what you don't allow yourself to buy. Um, how you dress, uh, all of these things are indicators of the identity that you have created. And for me, it's not about do you have a bad identity or a good identity. For me, what this is about is asking the question, is the identity that you have serving you for the next season of your life? And I love that thought of, of as you transition into a new season, as you head into 2023 now, is the identity that you're currently acting out of, is that serving you to step into this next season and create the results that you want? Now, if it is, then that's fantastic, 
right? But if it isn't, if it isn't getting the results, then we need to question the identity, which is really essentially questioning the beliefs because the beliefs create the feelings that you have, which create the actions that you take, which creates the results that you get, right? And so if you ask yourself that question of, is the identity that I have about myself allowing me to step into the next season of my life? And if it isn't, then I think you can relook at it. Many of the time our beliefs were created early on. And this was a conversation that I've been having having with our uh, Self From Stage Academy students. And in fact, I brought it up in our elite call, our Self From Stage elite call recently as well, which is this idea of uh, what are you telling yourself? What are you believing about yourself? What is your current identity when it comes to stepping onto the stage or bringing your message to your audience on the next level? Maybe it's sharing your message uh, more openly. It, maybe it's sharing more of who you are on social media. Maybe it's running a webinar. Maybe it's being a speaker. I know for me, one of the first encouragements I, I ask my students to do is on your bio or on your website, say that you're a speaker, right? One of the first ways that you get speaking gigs is you have to say, you have to declare to the world that you are a speaker. Now, what you will learn in this conversation is that you have to declare things despite the evidence. And so part of the evolution of your identity is declaring things that you don't have evidence for. But here's the problem. The problem is, is that we have created our identity unconsciously. And so what that means is we've gone through experiences in our life that has shaped how we see ourselves, what, what we see as our limitations, our possibilities, our, our rules about how we live and just what we believe about ourselves. I know for me, when I was very young, at year seven or so, I was uh, in a classroom and I was reading a passage. It was actually a, a, it was a Bible study class. I was going to a Catholic boys school and uh, I started to read from the Bible as part of the you know scripture class and I started to stutter and I found myself not being able to read the passage I was the only kid in the class who couldn't read basically at grade seven now the funny thing was that I, I could read but something happened to me when I was reading in front of the class where my whole body just viscerally reacted and my eyesight went out like everything went like narrow like 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 narrow funnel vision and I didn't know, but essentially like my body was going into fight or flight, which I know a lot about now with my speaking, right? But I know for me, when I went through that experience, I walked away from that experience and I told myself this belief. And my belief was that, wow, if I can't read, I like, I must be an idiot. Like that's literally what I told myself. I'm like, if I can't read, I must be an idiot. And I went through my life from young teenage life all the way through to kind of like early 20s, believing that about myself. And this is what happened was I know for me, every single time I would have a conversation with someone, if they looked away or if they weren't interested, I would tell myself something like, oh, they're not listening to me because I'm an idiot or everything I did wrong, I would have this interpretation of, man, I'm such an idiot. And that belief formed an identity of, of who I believed I was. And that, and that essentially formed the way that I, show, I showed up in my workplace. I remember in my first job, I was like right on the brink of getting fired. And I quit, right? Like probably a week before I was about to get fired in my first job. I was actually in a marketing job. Uh, and that was uh, when I was like 22 years old, fresh out of college. 
But I really, I mean, I had no idea what responsibility was at that time. I had no idea of what it took to actually like be good at marketing. And, but what happened was if I look back at it, I just had all these beliefs about myself that I was an idiot. This was before I understood coaching, before I understood belief work and all that sort of stuff. And what I, what I did was when I started to understand this idea of like, you can shift your beliefs, I, I created this first declaration. My first declaration was that I'm an intelligent, proactive, enthusiastic individual. Now it's a little bit long when I think about it, but, but for me, it was, it was like the opposite of what I believed about myself. Does that make sense? And so I told myself this belief of I'm an intelligent, proactive, enthusiastic individual, right? That was my belief about myself. And what was fascinating was that as I started to tell myself that consistently, write that out in a journal, started to declare that out verbally, I started to notice a little bit more evidence of that, right? I started to notice that maybe I am intelligent. Maybe I am smart. Maybe I am. And it was almost like, do you know what's fascinating? It was that in university, so I didn't do that great at school, but in university, I finished with a distinction average. So I finished in like the top like 3% or 4% of the entire university. But I still thought I was an idiot, right? In fact, <laughs> I turned up to the, the ceremony, the graduation ceremony, and everyone else was dressed up in a suit. And I had, sh I had surf shorts on and this bright green panda shirt that my friend had, had created. He was starting a t-shirt business. I had flip-flops flip on for my Aussie friends. I had thongs on, <laughs> flip-flops on. And green panda t-shirt, uh, board shorts. You can picture me, right? Because I thought... That the cape, you know, the cape that you graduate in, I thought that went around the whole, like your whole body. <laughs> so I turned up literally like straight from the beach. Everyone's in suits. And, and you can imagine it, I'm graduating with, with my distinction average with a group of about, there was about 10 of us out of about 300 people who are graduating with this. And I'm standing up there. Everyone's in suits. I'm wearing shorts, flip-flops and a bright green t-shirt. Why? Because because I because I'm an idiot, right? <laughs> this is this like this is this is what I would do consistently, right? I would do these things. Well, now I look back on it now. I mean, I really don't care. Like it's kind of funny, but it was like I'd find I would do something like that, and I'd be like, oh my gosh, like I just did that because I'm an idiot, right? And so I had this really ingrained belief about myself that I was an idiot, and then at the age of about 22, 23, I started to. Uh, yeah, a little bit later, about 25, actually, 25, 26, I started to experience personal development, started to do, I think I did like Tony Robbins stuff. And then I started studying life coaching. And then that really like unlocked what was possible and how my beliefs are created. And so what was fascinating was I went from this belief of I'm an idiot to I'm an intelligent, proactive, enthusiastic individual. I started declaring that over myself. And then I started to actually discover my purpose, which was for me teaching. Like I'm a teacher at heart. Like I know I teach selling from stage, but for me, I'm a teacher, right? I love teaching. I love speaking. I love contributing. I love educating. Like that's for me. And, and I love teaching selling, right? I love teaching selling from stage. And so for me, I, I actually found my purpose as I started to reframe my beliefs about myself. And so when, as I shared that story, my question is, I wonder what beliefs are coming up for you about what you're telling yourself about you, that you're telling yourself that are stopping you going to your next level. Because this is what I want you to understand is you, you might have some beliefs like this. I wrote down a few beliefs. Maybe it's, I'm, I'm only a newbie. 
right? Or maybe it's, I'm just not that confident yet to speak on stage. Or I'm always, I'm always getting confused. I'm always confused. Or, you know what? I'm just not great with money. Or I can make money, but I just can't keep it. Or what if I make an offer and no one buys? What if I run a webinar and no one turns up? Uh, like, like, and they're, I mean, they're partly questions, but it's like, we have these like statements, these, these, these identities about ourselves, right? And, and who we are and it, and it frames how we show up. And so the journey of success is about learning to integrate new identities. I'll say that again. The journey of success is about learning to integrate new identities. And so what happens is, is this is how we create identities. How it's created is, first of all, we have an experience. And that experience is usually an unconscious, visceral, emotional experience. So for me, reading in front of the class was a experience and I made an unconscious meaning from it. So first of all, that's what usually happens. We have an experience. Maybe it was with our parents. Maybe it was at work. Maybe it was with a friend. Maybe it was on the schoolyard. We have an experience where something happens and it ha- we have a visceral response, like an emotional response. And our, and our brain c- comes up with, an, with a, a, a language set that helps you to protect yourself from not experiencing that feeling again, right? And so for me, I made an interpretation that I was an idiot and I created that language set, that identity so that I wouldn't find myself in that situation again. It's almost like a, it's like a safety mechanism a lot of the time that it creates, right? So we have these experiences and we create unconscious meanings. Then what happens is our brain from that experience, we create a belief, right? And that belief could be that people don't listen to me when I speak. It could be my voice isn't valuable. It could be, you know what? I'm a boring person or I I'm, I tell really boring stories. Another one, I'm just not a leader, right? I used to have that belief, by the way. I used to have that belief. I'm just not a leader. Another one, uh, I, I'm just so scared of being judged. I, I'm always being judged by people, right? I'm always being judged by people. Maybe you've got that one, right? We And now all of these beliefs usually start from an experience that we have and we create an unconscious meaning from that experience. And the unconscious meaning is usually, remember, it's designed to keep us safe. It's designed to protect us so that we don't have that experience again. So we create these meanings to protect us. So your brain's working perfectly, right? So you can actually thank your brain. And I just went through a beautiful experience with our academy students on their first call just recently, which was really about thanking their brain for protecting them for so long. Thanking their brain and their heart and their mind for protecting them for so long. But the problem is, is that protection mechanism is actually going to prevent them from stepping up onto the stage and bringing their message to the world, right? And so you can go ahead and just thank that part of you. Even right now, just just thank it. Like say, thank you. Thanks for looking after me, right? And I'm going to choose to do something different, which we're going to get into soon. But right, this is the experience. So first of all, we have this, this five stages that happens in creating an identity. You ready? So number one, you have an emotional experience. Number two, the experience creates a belief, like I'm not a leader or I'm always being judged by people, right? Number three, you gather supportive evidence to support that belief. So then your brain goes out and works incredibly hard to gather evidence to prove that belief right. 
And so one of the purposes of your ego or of a belief system is to ensure that you don't prove yourself wrong, right? It's, that's like its biggest fear is to prove itself wrong. So we hang on to this belief. We say, no, no, I've got to gather more evidence for it. And we don't, I mean, we don't do that consciously, but we just do it unconsciously, right? And for me, I was, I believed I was an idiot, right? And I don't believe that anymore, but, but I believed I was an idiot, right? And I would gather evidence for that. And so if you put me in, in a court of law and said, Colin, can you prove to this judge that you're an idiot? Oh my gosh, like I could have, I could have pulled out a whole bunch of, I would have been an incredible lawyer, right? I could have proven the case that I was an idiot. And so do you. Like you have beliefs about yourself, like people always judge me. I'm really not a leader or whatever it is, where if I put you on a court of law and I said, can you prove to the judge that that's true about you? You go, oh my gosh, yes, I've got a ton of evidence. Let me tell you about every situation that's happened that I've gathered to prove that that is true, right? That's the third thing. The, the fourth thing, is that belief moves from a belief to a fact. Now, I say fact very loosely. What I mean by fact, it's almost like it goes from a malleable idea to a cement idea. Like it, it becomes Im immalleable, right? It becomes solid, a fact. It's not a fact, but we think it's a fact. So in other words, once we gather enough evidence to support that limiting belief that belief about ourselves, it becomes a fact. Then what we do is we go about our life protecting that fact. It's not a fact, it's a belief. But we protect it as a fact. And then we become blind to everything else. Holy moly. Was that insightful, right? I think it pretty, <laughs> I'm looking at that content. I'm like, damn, that's good, right? They're the five stages. Five stages that we go through. And even just having that awareness Super powerful just to have that awareness of that is how we create our beliefs is really powerful because the fact that you've created it and think about it like this. Did you create that belief intelligently? Well, I mean, if you created it from an unconscious interpretation from when you were younger, I think the answer is no, right? We created it to survive and not, not survive like our brain thinks we're going to die. It's not but it, we create it to survive, right? And so we create all these beliefs. Now I want you to think about it when, you, when it comes to being an entrepreneur. Being an entrepreneur is one of the greatest personal development experiences. The two biggest personal development experiences you're ever gonna have is becoming an entrepreneur and becoming a parent, right? They're the two biggest like things that are gonna shape shape you, right? And, and I'm on the journey of both of them, still trying to learn how to do, do both even better, right? As we go on this journey. But, it, but it, it, it challenges your beliefs. It challenges who you are to go to the next level. And so I want to pose this question for you. Imagine you were to really step up in sharing your message publicly. Like you were to start getting in front of a lot of people. I mean, thousands of people. Maybe you would start really actively sharing your message on social media every single day, doing lives, sharing a message. You really started to actively run your webinars, promote what you're doing. 
um, getting thousands, not just hundreds, but maybe two or 3,000 people signing up to your webinars, starting to really like um, uh, invest in your own education, invest in your own, in your own marketing, in, in ads, in, in your team. Imagine I was to ask you to do that. What comes up for you as as being the resistance? Like, what do you say? You might maybe you might say, "Yeah, but I don't, I don't have enough money," or "Yeah, but I just don't feel ready yet to do that." Yeah, but oh my gosh, that would be scary. Yeah, but like, but but like maybe there's like a feeling of yeah, but I'm going to be judged, right? That's that is what I want to explore today. Whatever the feeling is that comes up, that is the belief that we need to shift for you to step into the new level of the new identity. Imagine if I was to ask you, imagine I said to you, I want you to host or you are going to host a thousand person in-person multi-day event. And I want you to sell your program at this event and do, I would put a goal of like a million dollars. If I said that, what comes up in you? Like, what's the resistances that come up in you where you go, ooh, like, I don't think that's possible. I'm not ready for that or whatever it is, right? Whatever comes up for you, I'm just just playing with this to test what comes up in you when it comes to going to the next level. Because what I'm exposing you to is, for most of you, a next level identity, right? And so if you've already ran webinars that have two or 3,000 people signing up for it, for you, that's like, yeah, well, that's just what I do, right? And that's what's fascinating, by the way, is like once you get to that level, it becomes just what you do, right? And so to run a, to a webinar that makes $100,000 or to run a, a virtual workshop that makes three hundred, four hundred, five hundred thousand dollars $500,000, that's just what you do. Like, it's not like a stretch. It's like, yeah, that's just what we do, right? But that is the point at which it's become a new identity or that's not even a new identity. It's become your identity, right? And so the question is then, how do you make that shift? So the promise of this podcast was I wanted to share with you the, the six steps to creating that new identity. How do you do that? So let me take you through those six steps, right? You ready for this? The first step is this, is you have to question the foundation of the belief. So the belief that comes up, the resistance belief, is you need to question where did that come from, right? And this is one of the first steps that I take our elite students through, our academy students through. When they're moving through the process of becoming a speaker, when they're moving through the process of of thinking, I'm going to bring my message to the world on a greater level. I'm going to share my offers more, right? And But they're going to have fears. They're going to have resistances that come up, like I'm not a good salesperson or um, people won't buy my offers, whatever it is. So first of all, you have to question, you have to ask the question, where did that belief come from? Like, what was the time? What was the situation? Where did that belief come from? And is that really true? Like, is that true everywhere all the time? And, you know, I just even wonder, so you want to create some like uncertainty about the fact that you think's a fact, but it's actually just a belief, right? So uh, first of all, you question the foundation of the belief. The second step is you create a new belief. Now, I'm going to say this, you create a new belief despite the lack of evidence. Now, I say despite the lack of evidence because you've probably deleted or distorted evidence that is, excuse me, that is in your life to support this new belief, but you would have deleted 
or distorted evidence because you had a different identity or belief about yourself. Does that make sense? And so, for example, if you your new belief is that uh, I, I'm a transformational speaker, right? Let's say that's a new belief. You and and your old belief was um, people like people are just going to judge me when I speak. What you would have done is you would have deleted or distorted any moments in your life where someone has come up to you and said, wow, that was a really powerful message that you brought or what you just said to me really, really, really um, challenged me, really changed my life. And that could just be from like even one-on-one conversations, right? You would have deleted those or distorted them and thinking, oh yeah, but that person's just starting out or that person's just new to it or that person, you know, that person didn't really mean that. He was just, they were just being nice. That's what I mean by distorted, right? And so what we do is we distort the evidence that would that would have supported that new belief because we had a different belief. Is this, is this making sense? And so what's cool is once you decide on a new belief, despite the lack of evidence, then you start looking for that new belief. And this is the third step is you have to practice the new belief. Now, how you practice it, one of the best ways to do it is just to write it down. So write it in a journal. In fact, one of my private clients, I'm doing some work with him at the moment, and he's quite, he's, he runs a very, very successful business, but he wants to get better at his speaking. And so one of the first steps that I got him to do was just to create a whole, whole new belief system about who he is and how he shows up. And in fact, it was fascinating because we were talking and there was, you know, there was some belief systems that, that had been handed down from different generations. And I think all of us have that, right? We have these beliefs that have been handed down from different circumstances in our life, different generations in our life. And we've just taken them on unconsciously. And because of that, it's, it's like, um, yeah, we've just taken them on and that's become our identity. And so, which comes back to, we start, we, first of all, we question the belief. The second thing is we decide the new belief. The third thing is we practice the new belief. So, so we write it, we write it down. We, every single day I write it in my journal. I'll write out the new belief. My beliefs about myself now is that I'm a transformational coach. I I genuinely believe I'm a world-class speaker. When I step on stage, I freaking rock right? I am engaging. I'm enthusiastic. In fact, I'm captivating when I tell stories, right? Now, when I, by the way, when I created those beliefs, uh, that wasn't true, right? I, I was not a great speaker. I was not a great communicator. I had to work on it. But what was cool was because I created that belief, despite the evidence, I started to gather new evidence for that. And let me tell you a short story on this is one of the beliefs I created, which was about three years ago, three or four years ago, was that I decided that I was a I was going to be a leader of market leaders. And so I wasn't just going to be a market leader, I was going to be a leader of market leaders. And what was fascinating over the next couple of months of me declaring that belief, I started to attract opportunities of where in my skill set, I could lead a market leader around the skill that I do. And many of you guys know that I've had the opportunity to work with people like Amy Porterfield, uh, Carrie Green from Female Entrepreneur Association, Julie Solomon, etc. And you know what? When I started declaring that belief, I didn't have that as evidence in my life. So I started declaring that I was a leader of market leaders and I didn't have that evidence in my life yet. But I started to attract that evidence in my life because I started to declare it, right? So the third thing is you got to practice it. You got to practice it. The fourth thing 
is, this is one of my favorite parts, is you do short sprints as that new identity. And so for example, maybe it's you, you create a new identity of I run six-figure webinars. I run six-figure presentations. I run a six-figure business. And so for a short period of time, you ask yourself that question, how would a person who makes $100,000 on a webinar, how would they act? How would they show up? Who would they partner with? How would they run their ads? How would they design their presentations? How would they, like, like you start asking those questions. And when you do that, you start acting like that. And what happens is your, your, your identity starts to catch up with this new created belief system right and so it's almost like you put this new belief system out in the you know in the atmosphere of who you are you start declaring it and your identity starts to align with it as your actions start to align so as you start acting that way you start noticing more of that you start gathering more of that evidence which is which is actually the fifth point so like i said the fourth point is you do short sprints and what happens is the fifth point is you start to notice that new belief and new evidence even more in your life. You notice more evidence to support that new identity. And when you notice more evidence to support the new identity, you start acting more in congruence with that new identity. And number six is you just gather more and more evidence so that that belief then becomes a fact. But I just I also notice, I will say this as a caveat, is that when you start getting really good at this, like you, you actually hang on to your beliefs very lightly. So you'll create this new belief. It will become like a fact in your life of this new belief. But what will be fascinating is you'll hit another level. But, and because you understand this, what will happen is you'll go, oh, it's just a belief. And you start questioning it. You start recreating it. You start doing short sprints with it. You start aligning that new belief and you, and you walk into that new identity. Does that make sense? And so these were the, like I said, I just went through the five stages of building a identity, right? Un- they're the unconscious stages. And then I went through the six steps to actually build a new identity. Gosh, this has been a masterclass. Uh, hey, if this has been helpful, by the way, uh, take a screenshot, tag me on Instagram and send me a DM that you've been listening. And I'm happy to, uh, I'll send you a little course that um, we normally sell, but I'll, uh, I'll, uh, I'll give it to you for free. So you've got to do two things, actually. Take a screenshot, share it on Instagram and leave a written review. So take a screenshot of the written review, send it to me as well. And I'll, and I'll send you a little course, a little course that we have. Um, it's, it's cool. It's like an hour long, but it's like super practical. Uh, it's a marketing based course and it's going to help you to generate more leads. Um, so if you do that, send me a DM at Colin Boyd on Instagram. Uh, leave a leave a uh, written review and uh, and share it on Instagram. I'll, I'll love to send you that. So hey, have this, has this been helpful? I trust it has. So we really just explored how you create new identities in your life. And like I said, coming back to this core idea, which is the journey of success, is learning to integrate new identities. It's learning to new, integrate new levels of who you are as you evolve. And when you do that. You start acting differently, you show up differently, you create differently, uh, because really the only limitations are the limitations that we put on ourselves, which is our identity. And so, hey, I hope this has been helpful. Looking forward to bringing more and more uh, sessions to the Expert Edge. Make sure you're subscribed and we'll see you next week. Bye for now.
Why is it so hard to know what content to include in your speeches and webinars? Knowing which ideas to keep in and what to leave out is the difference between just getting claps or signing clients. If you're really serious about making your content highly persuasive, make sure to download the Persuasive Content Builder while it's still available. Go to www.persuasivecontentbuilder.com and get your step-by-step -step formula for designing and delivering content that connects with your audience and moves them to join your programs. Until then, we look forward to seeing you on the next episode of The Expert Edge.